Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. We're talking about podcasts. Ooh. We're talking about itty bitty podcasts. A podcast. Very many Monday chunkies. I'm Carter. I am Doge. I'm Jordan. I was on another timeline with that one, man. Mm, I'm sorry. That's all right. Yeah. That's that's all right. Another, I threw you a Kirby. Place. I threw you a Kirby. <laughs> Episode four of Loki. It's the best one. It's the yeah. best one so far. Yep. yep is it yep. the best? Is it the best episode of the MCU of so Marvel far? Television? Dude, of it's Marvel arguable. Television. It's arguable. Perhaps. It is arguable. I, I find myself having to kind of go back through and be like, "What was the best episode of WandaVision? And I'm trying to compare the two of those. But this one mm-hmm. is Falcon uh, Winter Soldier doesn't enter into that comparison, huh? Unfortunately, no. Man, that's weird because I was liking that when we were watching it, and like I have pretty much no desire to watch any of it ever again. Yeah. I, I liked it. I think I still look on it kind of fondly. I just don't, I don't think it, it is at the same level as these other two. No, yeah, I'm it happy like with the, these feel more like, like prestige TV, like something you'd find on like an HBO or a Netflix. Totally. And then Falcon and the Winter Soldier is Marvel NCIS, Marvel yeah. Blue Bloods. And yeah. that's fine. Yeah. It's just less my vibe than the others are. Sure. Best thing about Falcon and the Winter Soldier is a Falcon, when, the Falcon, when these two uh, show up in another Marvel movie, mm-hmm. I will be glad we had so much time to get to know them better. Yes. Totally. Yep. Totally. Yep. Completely. Um, but Loki, so episode four, the Nexus event, is it is an event. It felt like uh, MC yeah. was calling their shot a little bit. There's a lot that happens, and we don't want to jump into the biggest stuff just yet. Yeah. But uh, I, it felt like, I'm not going to call it polarizing, because no one... I haven't heard a single person on earth say that they just don't like the show Loki. Sure. But I have heard several say about half and half that episode three uh, that we talked about and we collectively liked a lot was kind of a, they they kind of wished we didn't spend so much time. Mm-mm. I liked with, it a lot. With just the yeah. two of them. See, I, I, it's not the two of them that bother me. It was the, the kind of general, the visual of the episode was the weakest. I think three for me has been the weakest so far, but I still liked it. Yeah, I think three. I I I think there's so much going for this fourth episode yep. that would have made it the best one regardless. But one of the main points of has Loki fallen in love with a version of himself? Yep, cannot happen unless yeah. we have three. Because True. remember, uh, Sylvie, we get an episode two for maybe three minutes of like yes. actual Sylvie, maybe we, less than that. We need a whole yep. episode of her in order for this to work. For sure. The Nexus event, I think, is that. Two Lokis decide to team up, yeah. right? Like I don't, I don't know that the Nexus event that that the TVA came in and like snatched them. Bec- I don't think that's necessarily them falling in love. It just it feels well, like that, that, it's that two Lokis teaming up because no. the Nexus event would have started when they decided to work together, not when they touched hands. 
did they actually t- decide to work together before that moment though? I mean, because they we were get, at least we get the heading stuff towards from, the same goal. Sure. We get the stuff from Sif, uh, Lady Sif, which by the way, was a real surprising cameo for me. I thought Jamie yeah. Alexander was done with this stuff. So yeah. Yeah. it's cool to have her back. But the, She's like, the, hey, you can, but we get, you, uh, listen, will you come back if you just get to kick Tom in the balls like eight times? Like a bunch <laughs> of times. Okay, well, but the thing let she off your frustrations. Saying, like, the thing she keeps saying is you are alone. Loki's are Loki's are destined to be alone. And so yeah. the, the second that it seems that two Lokis or a Loki and an Enchantress, I'm still not convinced she's a Loki variant. The second yeah. that a Loki has a person he completely trusts, the only time that's allowed to happen is whenever he completely trusts Thor and is immediately killed by Thanos. So yeah. the, anytime that happens sometime out of that moment... That's it. That's at least my read on what the Nexus sure. event was because they're um, pretty unclear about it. For, for yeah. me, I don't think it can be that they decided to work together because that was the moment they were resigned to die together because yeah. they thought they were done. Um, so I do think it has something to do with, I don't know if it's romantic love or if it's just something about their friendship and relationship being that close at that moment created it. But I, to me, I do think it's more than just we're teaming up. Um, yeah. But I don't remember who said it, but um, I think one of us said last week, made the prediction that this episode would begin with Mobius snatching them from the jaws of destruction. I think yeah. it was Doge. I don't and, think uh, so, because I didn't think that would happen. I don't remember which one of us it was, but I, I remember well, one of us right. saying it. And uh, that's that's exactly what happened. I want to say, since obviously we can talk all the spoilies we'd like here, <clears throat> when Mobius was pruned, oof, I yelled. I yelled at the TV. I said, what? <laughs> no. Yeah. You shouldn't. Yeah, I was I was like, absolutely not. Listen, the last time I felt like that, or even adjacent to, again, it's not as graphic or of as heart wrenching, but the red wedding. Yeah. It was just like a <laughs> yeah. Just but there's totally so much. Un- t- there's yeah. so much story left. Yep. Like why? Yep. Like why? I had and two, ex- it was like it was like gone too soon thing because yeah. the world right now, the buzz is Owen Wilson. hundred percent. Yeah. In a way, we've never seen him before, and everyone's. I, there's so many articles that are like, "Hey, uh, by the way, the best thing about Loki is Owen Wilson. That boy um, like coming back. Yeah, he'll be fine. He has to. Well, especially with our, our post credits yeah. scene when when uh, Loki, when our Loki, when Tom got pruned. The it's funny you mentioned Game of Thrones because I was just like, oh, maybe this is maybe this is what it felt like to watch Ned Stark get chopped off live. Dude, that's a great. That's a probably an even better I was like, example. I thought he was the main boy of this whole thing. Yeah. I mean, he's I the poster. Not. He was yeah. literally the poster child. I, this, this is a pretty phenomenal episode of television because there's so much happening. Yeah. Like I'm, I'm thinking back on all the points that I wanted to make and I can't believe they, they stuffed this into 45 minutes. Yeah. While we're on the acting side of things, uh, everybody showed new layers in this episode. Almost yeah. every yeah. single character, which is not easy to do without it feeling kitschy, without it yeah. feeling like totally we're just trying to do too much at one time. But Mubatha Ra's character to to yeah, kind of start to see there. like she is becoming. So we've got, uh, of course, Mobius was too, but we're seeing everybody kind of flip a little bit. Yeah, uh, Wunmi Musaku, our our uh, yeah. B fifteen. Like she, this was the best episode she's had because we, she's not just a, a soldier anymore. We're like seeing some, this might've been the first time we didn't see her with her helmet on. You know, like we're seeing she some didn't breath. get pruned, right? No. No, I, I think don't she think got, we, I think she got dead. Did she? I think okay. they stabbed her with the pointy end. Yeah. I, I, I didn't see, Maybe. I didn't see anything happen to her on screen that I remember. So I was trying to figure out what her fate yeah, might've been remember. after that fight. No, I think she got dead. But um, everybody's, can, everybody's delivering. Can we talk about... Um, and 
Doge, you might've mentioned this a while back on the show and I just didn't remember it, but I read this um, Wednesday night when the episode came out. I was on a, a thread just talking about the episode, just kind of reading some predictions and stuff. I guess I didn't realize that Ravana Renslayer is married to Kang the Conqueror in the comics. and Yeah, big time. This basically, without saying it out loud, pretty much 100% confirmed that this is a Kang situation. Yeah. Yeah. I, uh, the timekeepers. Time the timekeepers yeah, okay. are happening. I think the timekeepers are basically a front for Kang. Yeah. That and he's I, just positioning them as like, no, they're the omniscient, whatever, they're controlling everything. But Kang is in actuality hiding out somewhere in the quantum realm, like pruning every timeline that doesn't lead to his birth and rise to absolute power. Yeah. 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 That's like Kang's entire deal. And we've had a couple, uh, a couple folks in Discord say this is a really popular theory. I'm, pretty fully convinced that the the TVA is in the quantum realm. Oh. Uh, that's why time passes differently here. Like yeah, yeah. we're we're down in the micro micro microverse at this point. I do remember one of our one of our wow. beloved chunkies did bring that up. You are right. Yeah. Wow. Yep. Um there's just some I, I don't even know necessarily where to go next. I, I would say if I was so I'm gonna super pump for this episode is uh just the all the pieces kind of coming together and yet still not fully being together. Like there's still yeah. a lot of questions here at the end, especially with our mid-credits scene. But I think I think my super pump was the loss of Mobius. And then, then it's like, wow, I can't believe they did that. But then there's five minutes left in the episode and Loki gets pruned. And they kill Tom. Yeah. And you're just like, wow, I'm sorry. I, I had a moment where I was like, I mean, is this is this a hard immediate transition to you know, uh, Sylvie taking on that role. Like, is right. she now the, is she Loki the protagonist? Now? Yeah. Uh, it's called Loki, right? I mean, she's Loki. Maybe right. it's called Lady Loki because we change Loki. at the end. It's like we change it to Captain America and the Winter Soldier, right? Yeah. And so I'm like, oh, is that just what they're going to do now? Dude, um, that was honestly, wild. my, so kind of, kind of in the same vein a little bit, just in the like shock factor, my, my super pump for this episode is the, the mid credit scene was so wild to me that I haven't, I've thought about it like once an hour. Yeah. Since I, I, keep, I keep looking at screen caps of that picture and be like, everybody looks so good. I'm so proud of them. I'm really excited <laughs> about it. <laughs> Just keep looking at screen caps of it. Yeah. It's oh, like, uh, so it's like our first iteration ever. Richard Grant is like the very first time Loki was introduced in the comics, right? Mm -hmm. Richard E. Grant is classic Loki. The kid is playing kid Loki. Uh, this was when you were supposed to let me. Oh, you're right. Of you're course right. you can do this. You go, you go. Of course you can do this. Spread your Let's wings go. and fly. Let's go, Carter. Let's do this. Baby, baby butterfly, break out. Break out. There's like the, I had to double check because I was like, what's the voice coming from? I was like, is that coming from the crocodile, the alligator Loki? I wish. Because <laughs> I had missed it the first time I had to back up. But is that it a Loki is, dial is the question, I guess. It could be a Loki dial, but this was something that I think we never technically saw in the comics, but there had been times where Thor was turned into a frog, right? And so, uh, and Loki does tend to turn into other animals. And then is is the other one? It's not brutal Loki. What was the other one's name? Boastful Loki. Boastful Loki. Is that a comics thing? I don't. I'm not familiar with that. Not not super duper a one to one. It looks like he's holding some form of Mjolnir. Mjolnir. Yeah. yeah. We'll talk about that Mjolnir whenever we get to the part that I'm legally allotted per episode, where I say some wild, wild, wild things, and maybe none of them come true. But it's my theory corner, and mm. I have to have it. Sorry, it's we in can't. My I sort of have a, a, I have the market on corners cornered. That's true. Um, 
Yeah. It's true. What about a theory nook? <laughs> it's a theory nook. It's your theory there nook. Was, it's cozy. <laughs> there was a moment where, like, Loki has picked up Mjolnir Mil- Mil- before in the comic books, right? Just briefly. Um, pro- Possibly. I'm not sure. Yeah. Maybe. Yeah. It's, I know, for, I know it's, it's for sure. I think like oh, you 2020. Sure. There was like a I comic thought that was a recently. question. No, no. Um, but say it, say it like is, a declar- declarative. Really believe it. Give me another read of that line. Yeah. So there was a moment when Loki does pick up Mjolnir. I'm convinced. But it's, they only yeah. give us just a brief glimpse okay. of that. Mm. And so as the MCU is wont to do, they'll, if, if, if they even catch a whiff of it being canon, they're like, shit, yeah, we can use this. Yeah, why not? It doesn't matter yeah, if I it's think, all together. But I think I am in love with the weirdness yeah. that, that this is delivering to us, that WandaVision was delivering to us. And I think that's what Winter Soldier was lacking so much. This is... Yeah. This is so weird and feels indicative of where we're headed in the MCU that I am just like aggressively on board with all the weird. Yeah. yeah. There's it a Loki a dial of, and Richard yeah. E. Grant is like a Comic-Con looking tired mm-hmm. Loki. Like I'm Classic just on board. Loki. Yeah. I'm ready. The, the all weird reminds me honestly of like 80s and 90s sci-fi. It's yeah. like somewhere yeah. between The Fifth Element and Total Recall and Ridley Scott and… Uh, completely yeah it's just I love it yeah. yeah well we're entering into like this period of movies is like pretty similar to what Marvel was doing with comics in the 70s because people got tired of superheroes in the 60s and so Marvel was like well we can make like books about like Bigfoot and stuff too and just made a bunch of random things and now on TV <laughs> they're making like here's this this uh, like sitcom stuff here's this cop show here right. is here is our version of Doctor Who they're just doing a bunch of like weird different stuff because people sort of are, I don't know if they're fatigued with superheroes, but like- yeah. Maybe it's a the, preventative measure. Yeah, the gritty, grumpy, dark stuff is just not doing it for people anymore. Speaking of different stuff, I anytime we're in Renslayer's office, I want to just pause the screen. And when she was yeah. adding her trophy yeah, to the yeah, shelf, yeah. I was like, wait, what are these other things? <laughs> I have no idea what these other things are. They look like normal things. Um, but Mobius's mention of vampires, that, that broke yeah, the internet yeah, too. Dude. Because it's like, oh, Mahershala heard that. <laughs> like, <laughs> like he's coming. Like he's got, like we've, we've just done it. Like we talked about vampires. Yep, and yep. Uh, you talk about uh, like Bigfoot and things like that. Marvel did have a Dracula, like a, just a straight up Dracula comic. Mm-hmm. Um, but then the, the Daywalker comes along. Oh my gosh, I can't wait. Yeah, I'm real excited for that. <laughs> it's going to be wait. so fun. I can't uh, wait to see what they do with Blade. We I haven't think, even said his name, Blade. I think that is the, right, that is sort of the crux of all of this. It's like everything Marvel is, every time Marvel's like, hey, we got this in the in the pocket, it's coming pretty soon. My thought is like, oh, that's so fun. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's going to be yeah. so fun. Do you know what's so fun is, uh, I, I'm thinking of the Disney properties, right? And so MCU is one of those. The what MCU has a leg up on anything other like any other Disney property, whether it's like the original stuff from Pixar or just doing like uh, Disney Animation Studios, any new Disney stuff is is the library, is the mm-hmm. vast room of requirement that is the MCU uh, canon. Like they can do whatever they want, and they can do whatever they want probably till the end of time. Because yep. first of all, there's a backlog we haven't even really touched. And second, it, it's still being made. Like there's still things for me to look up some stuff that people were noticing from the comics and see that some of them were from like 2020 mm-hmm. or like yeah. 20. This is like during filming. 
they're picking things while they're still being respectful to what might have existed. Yep. Yeah. Um, they're not really also holding to exactly what happened. And it's been a weird kind of respect that you'll have Marvel heads uh, that come along and are excited for something new are not necessarily offended by something completely right. different. Right. Yeah. Because if you understand the comic books and that culture, then you're fine with anything happening. Right. And boy, does anything happen. <laughs> That's Loki. true. The, the other place where I feel like anything happens and you should be on your toes for anything is right here, right now. Because uh, we've got an ad. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call. Clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Prescription products require completion of an online medication consultation with an independent healthcare provider through the LifeMD platform and are only available if prescribed. Subscription required. Individual results may vary. Additional restrictions apply at LifeMD.com. Read all warnings before using GLP-1s. Side effects may include a risk of thyroid C-cell tumors. Do not use GLP-1s if you or your family have a history of thyroid cancer. If you've struggled for years to lose weight and have given up hope, did you know you can now access GLP-1 prescription medications through LifeMD? LifeMD is now offering eligible patients online access to GLP-1s, the breakthrough prescription medication that can help you lose body fat and weight. Listen to what people are saying. Probably the easiest thing I've ever done. The medication comes in the mail and it's very easy to use. I've been able to live my normal lifestyle and I've lost 20 pounds already and I've never felt better. It changed my life. And here's the best part. Your insurance may cover 100% of the cost of your medication. So go to TryLifeMD.com to have your eligibility checked right now. Get started today at TryLifeMD.com. That's T-R-Y-L-I-F-E-M-D.com. A scene that I hope doesn't get lost Mm. in this wild, wild episode is just a gripping scene that Sylvie has with B-15. And B-15 is asking her, like, hey, is this... Is this legitimate? And a lot of it has to do with B-15's relationship to, was it B-20 or C-20? C-20. C-20. C-20 to just be able to say like, uh, this was, this broke the camel's back here. Like she has been pruned and this, you know, we we get Mobius's reveal too. And and this was something that we were hoping as we were going to have him kind of turn to, to being on the side of being against the TVA, which he doesn't really get to have two minutes of being on the other side before he's pruned. But I, I do think in the rain, a return to the apocalypse uh, that we had at the big warehouse. Yeah, um, that was good. Where, where Kablooey came from mm. uh, was very, very good. Because I think the strength of that scene was we're looking at two people that had nothing to do with the MCU until now. Yeah. And yeah. I, that is always super encouraging to me when I see brand new variables, brand new variants in the MCU <laughs> uh, uh, movies and, and television shows. And they're just killing it and they don't need Tom Hiddleston. Yeah. And they don't need Owen Wilson, who's an A-lister. It's two people I didn't know much about until right now. And I yep. love that. Yep. And I'm still invested Imagine. in it. Like it does, right. you don't have to have an RDJ yes. on the screen. It doesn't have to be yeah. Iron Man 5 for me to care about something new. Yeah. Speaking no, of no. Iron Man, the thing that I am nervous about with all of this timeline tomfoolery is that we're going to eventually circle around and negate all of the consequence and um, like emotional... Um, What's the word I'm looking for? The, the not trauma, but like the payoff of Endgame, the catharsis. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm I'm a little yeah. worried we're gonna end up there. 
undoing a lot of that. That's always yeah. my big worry in and time I hope, travel stories. I hope that we don't. And yeah. this is a great conversation because it's something that I I also have a massive fear of because it needs to. I think that's going to be an interesting conversation for us uh, next week when we talk about Black Widow. Uh, because this was someone we lost and now we have even having a movie uh, that's a prequel. And so it's like, hey, this is before she died. Like there's a weird thing about like, we've kind of already said goodbye. But a lot of the greatest stories uh, that I have enjoyed the most, um, while they don't just bring anybody back like Fast 9 can, there's always a character. And it's usually one of the most beloved characters that whether they are a force ghost, whether they're wearing white now, whether they're, on four big lion legs come back. Like people, yeah. like even Jon Snow, like people in, in canon of Game of Thrones die and come back. And yeah. so it's like, I don't know if the culture, culture is not fatigued by that because those are some of our favorite stories. Yeah. But I think if it gets, if it starts not following our personal rules for things, <laughs> uh, then maybe it can get offensive. But yeah. I, I totally That's get fair. that. That's why I'm, I am more for the, it's just not Black Widow anymore. I'm sorry. It's not Scarlett Johansson. Maybe it's Florence Pugh. Like maybe yeah, it is like the title, someone carrying the mantle, titles. but it's yeah. not necessarily that person yeah. again in the yeah. flesh. Um, but yeah, I think that's a great conversation. And it does get scary. Loki feels risky, which is perfect, mm, right? I feel like I'm just doing a character analysis when I say that out loud. <laughs> but it's like the, the show is chaotic and yeah. that's kind of scary. <laughs> yeah, totally. But it is the catalyst for the multiverse, which is going to be, I mean, we're about to have a, a phase full of chaos. There's going to be so many things going on. Madness even, I would say. Madness mm. even. Yeah, I think I was more afraid when I saw that like Andrew Garfield and Tobey Maguire were going to be in the new Spider-Man. <laughs> Maybe. Still not <laughs> yeah. confirmed. Still not confirmed. Confirmed. Bro. Okay. Still not confirmed. Confirmed. Still not confirmed. confirmed. Alfred Still Molina confirmed, is. Confirmed. He is. Yep. He is. J.K. Simmons is. J.K. Simmons is. definitely is. And um, what what are Alfred Molina and J.K. Simmons, if not Sam Raimi Spider Man Two, persevering? Yeah, mm, mm-hmm. yeah. Um, movies have uh, obviously this. Is, we're not going to jump into like a history of technology in movies. Come a long way. <laughs> there are computers, right? So Where there's once, this there's this Charlie Chaplin guy. He's what? He's, he's wild. Kooky. You're going to love him. You're going to love him once we talk about used him. Used to back in back in my grandparents' day. Used to <laughs> all you needed was a big giant green heavy curtain. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then have have <laughs> someone pulling the strings behind that. You simply just pull back the curtain. It just is a, happens live. Yeah. But yep. now we spend a lot of Chuck E. Cheese money uh, and have uh, the timekeepers. Let's talk about this. Uh, Adam, who is our sound wizard, mm-hmm. speaking of wizards, mm-hmm. um, had talked about you know the very first time we see them, they look like a uh, puppet from the country bear uh, jamboree. Not Country Bear Jamboree. Yes, Country Bear Jamboree. It's Welcome but to Disney's the, Hall the of Timekeepers. The, <laughs> the way that the eyes were felt like the cantina. Yeah. Yeah, completely. Like what you see in the shadows uh, of, of you know, whoever's hanging out, those thugs. Yep. Uh, but to have the three identical, perfectly, you know, parallel, like this, making this perfect little triangle back in the back feels unrealistic. Mm-hmm. And yeah. um, uh, I can understand how that might feel like a little bit offensive, like, well, duh, like, are, did, do, do you feel like the makers of this show wanted us to know at that point for sure that they were fake? I definitely think they wanted us to have doubts about their yeah. realness. Yeah. 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 I think the moment you see just a ton of fog. Yeah. Right. You know, it's like, uh, huh. 
what's the point? Like, are yeah, we right. really going that much for like how cynical of a villain Theater. do you have to be? Yeah. To yeah. be like, well, but this is what I saw. This is what I saw in that one movie. It's like, let's, we got to have the fog, make sure the eyes are red. Yeah. But it does feel almost immediately staged. And we find out that's exactly, that's exactly what it is. Yeah. My, I, I didn't catch it right away. Cause I've been of the opinion that I think the timekeepers are real and the middle ones, Kang the Conqueror. Cause he does, the statues look more like Kang the Conqueror than the, the animatronic does. Right. Uh, right. And so my first thought was number one, vindication. I can't wait to tell my friends I was right about them being real. <laughs> my second thought was, oh, bless their heart. This looks terrible. The CG oh, looks bless awful. Bless their heart. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And the animatronic, I think it's, it had to be that it didn't look exactly like him, right? I didn't yeah. want this to look like Jason Isaacs in the face because that reveal is going to be great. Jason do, you think I, they're gonna, do you mean Jason Jonathan Majors? Jason Majors. Who's Jason Jonathan, Isaacs? Jonathan, Jonathan, Jonathan Majors. Majors. Jason Isaacs is Draco Malfoy's dad. Yeah. Y'all just said two two different things. So no, Jonathan no, Majors. We said the same thing. Is who's cast as Kang. Jason Isaacs I, is Lucius Malfoy. I feel like one of you just said Jason Majors. You said Jason. You said Majors. Jason Majors twice. Uh, oh my god, <laughs> I'm so confused. Okay, who is playing Kang? Jonathan, Jonathan Majors. Majors. Okay, okay, Jonathan Majors. You know him from Lovecraft Country. That's amazing. Yeah. I've been thinking the entire time <laughs> that, that it's Jason Malfoy, Isaacs. That it's Lucius Malfoy. Oh, <laughs> Sorry. Oh, I've been thinking the entire time that Malfoy yeah, yeah. Oh. is yeah. playing, but this is great. Yeah, <laughs> this no, is I'm even better. Much more excited okay. for Jonathan Majors. Amazing. Yeah. Great. Jonathan Majors. Can't wait. I don't even remember what my point was going to be <laughs> because I tend to have certain things revealed to be <laughs> live. <laughs> That were revealed to the rest of the world just normally, and I just read it wrong. Um, but yeah, I think. Do you think they're going to have as much of a lead up in our in our real time, not in Marvel time, that we did for Thanos, or are they going to show our new big bad early? I think they should jump in much earlier. In my opinion, we're gonna. I think we're gonna get like a last, a final episode, a post credit scene of him here. We might get little bits of him, but I think he'll be the primary antagonist in Ant-Man and the Wasp, Quantumania. It wouldn't surprise me if there's some other Avengers in that too. Yeah, and it feels like it's, mm -hmm. uh, we've kind of split, we'll probably split the the big Thanos baddie energy into maybe more than one. Can there be multiple big bads or is that against? No, there definitely can be. I'm okay. interested to see how like the, how the Kang stuff, which is more of the sci-fi side of Marvel. yeah. I'm interested to see how that lines up with the kind of mystic side because Doctor Strange will be dealing with the multiverse, which is part of the Kang thing, but in a mm -hmm. much more mystical way. I, I don't know. I mm -hmm. think it's it's going to continue to be interesting how they thread that needle tonally totally. and like genre yeah, totally. specific. Yeah. I kept thinking back to Falcon and the Winter Soldier when they were talking about the What were the three things? There was like wizards, aliens, uh, and androids. Yeah. Yeah. And so the the other question, I guess, is like, is was Mephisto just a tease, or is he around somewhere? Where where did we tease Mephisto? Wandavision. When am I thinking of the wrong name right now? What, what did we tease in Wandavision? What are you talking about? Was it wasn't there a lot of conversation about Mephisto? Yeah, there was conversation about Mephisto being a, a yeah. A I don't. I think that MCU? was just yeah. I think that was just theorizing. I don't know that there was a concrete tease. I think. WandaVision asked a lot of questions, and people were like, "Oh, Mephisto's the answer," and then WandaVision answered the questions differently. <laughs> I don't know right. if there was actually a for real, for real tease. Okay, fair. I mean, she is looking at, that does appear to be the dark hold in that post credit scene, which has ties to uh, 
Mephisto's realm and and, and things like that. But right. I think that's about as far as we go with it. Okay. It might gotcha. be it might be difficult to portray Mephisto on the same screen that we have like Tom Holland's Spider-Man. Like how do sure, those two yeah. things fit into the same world? I would Although love I would to have watch, said that about this too. I would love so. to watch this high school spider boy fight Satan. The so devil himself. Perfect. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> exactly. It but has Dormammu vibes though. I said yeah, the same I thing. I said the same thing about Guardians of the Galaxy. Jordan to you specifically. I yeah, was like, I I've been liking these Marvel movies, but the talking tree, that's never going to work. <laughs> the <laughs> raccoon with the guns? No, Of course you. not. Of course it won't work. Guys, take a look. You're in my nook. It's Doge's theory nook. Theory nook. Nice. I bring you gifts today, not of comic lore, but of the oldest stories, the stories before stories. This is the Norse myth that I come to speak with you about today. Mm-hmm. One of the oldest stories, we have uh, basically two Eddas that we know all all Norse myth from. Eddas are long form writings. We have the, the poetic Edda and the narrative Edda. The poetic Edda is the earliest uh, and it's a collection of the long poems that were passed down oral tradition uh, that ancient Nords used to tell one another. The narrative Edda is like an analysis of the poetic Edda. Mm. One of the stories that we get, I believe it's from the poetic Edda. So it's one of the oldest stories in in like all of history is a story of Loki, the trickster Norse god, uh, cutting Lady Sif's hair while she sleeps. Uh, Lady Sif is the wife of Thor in the myth. Uh, She like kills him, doesn't she? She gets very furious at him and Thor is furious as well. Um, because Sif's beauty, as often was true in the ancient world, is in her long hair. Uh, and so Loki does this to play a trick on Thor. Uh, Loki feels so apologetic that he uh, he goes and, and gets in touch with the dwarf smith brothers, Atri and Brock. Uh, they're the best smiths uh, in all of Asgard. And so he commissions them to create a magic hammer for his brother Thor, called Mjolnir, and he gives it to Thor as an apology. I have a theory that, <laughs> yeah, uh, Mjolnir is rumored to make a return in in Love and Thunder. Mm. And the boring version would be that it's the Mjolnir that, that Steve Rogers grabbed from the timeline whenever he went back. The way cooler version is that at some point in this show, Loki's going to go to the, the dwarf smiths Etri and Brock and ask them to forge a Mjolnir. And then he will be the way that Mjolnir returns in Love and Thunder. I, I do wonder if if boastful Loki, the guy with like the kind of mechanical looking Mjolnir, mm-hmm. yeah. if we're going to find out that's how he made that Mjolnir. Like he he commissioned it for his his Thor and some sort of trickery or mischief allowed him so to receive cool. it. So what yeah. happened to the, what, in this theory, what happened to the Mjolnir that we see in Endgame? We don't know. I mean, we still don't know right now. Right, but I'm just saying, isn't Mjolnir already back? Like, is does there it have to be. be a mystery around it coming back? No, there doesn't have to be a mystery around it coming back, but it's way cooler if it comes full circle <laughs> with the Norse myth. Yeah. It is way cooler. They would do that and specifically for me, but probably for on, nobody else, but that's cool for me. Uh, on the topic of cool things, uh, the we talked to, briefly about Richard E. Grant as basically playing the OG Loki. Yeah. Um which I think somebody called on this episode that that's who he would be. Which, when you think of the the uh, resume of Richard E. Grant, it's like maybe he's always 
been meant to play Loki. <laughs> Maybe he's actually just playing himself, finally. Maybe he's just playing himself. He already owned uh, that Leotard and Diaper combo. Probably. When you look back, this this is almost a carbon copy of like the introductory costume for... <clears throat> oh, completely. For Loki. And the fact that via many things, obviously our, our costume design team, uh, the camera angle we choose for the cinematography, there is nothing cooler to me than the way those <laughs> horns look on his head. Yeah. As, as also ridiculous it looks, like yeah. somehow they took this kitschy Adam Westian, like old school vibe type thing and made it look great. Do we have anything else left to share on, on this episode right now? I mean, I'm sure we do. I mean, there's always, there's always something left. Yeah, with Marvel, there's always it's, something it's a left. bottomless pit. I'm gonna, we're going to listen back to this uh, when it comes out and just be like, how did you not say this? Dude, every you time, absolute idiot. Every time with these TV shows, because there's so the conversation is so dense, it's, yeah. it's always like we finish an episode and then two days later, I'm like, did I even mention that? <laughs> did I even talk about Tom Hiddleston? He's in this. He's in this episode. <laughs> he is in this episode. That's true. Um, to end this one. And we only have two more Loki episodes wow. left. Wow. It's sad. Only two more left. What's our next to end Marvel this episode? Show? Uh, I think something Obi-Wan? in the fall. <laughs> it's, yeah. not, it's not She-Hulk, is it? I kind of think it might be. Is Sometime it in the fall. Maybe it's the Hawkeye show. Oh, We're not yeah. going to do What If. Maybe it's What If. I don't it remember. What If. I don't remember when it that one comes cool. out. Um, people might want it. We'll see. <clears throat> to end this episode, I, I think it was incredibly creative and uh, just torture. The, the, the time cell uh, is a gruesome, <laughs> gruesome oh, yeah. idea. The moment, I love how that was in red and not in orange. So you're like, okay. Even Loki's like, what is this? It's though? a yep. bad door. <laughs> I'm used to this, these unspoken rules. Uh, I'd love to have your name to end this episode. And I want you to tell me what is the scene in your time cell mm. that keeps being relived over and over and over again. I'm Carter. And uh, it looks much like the current space that I'm in right now. I'm on a Zoom call with my friends and we're talking about a movie called The Prestige and I uh, am about to mention uh, looking into what is what is David Bowie's next big <laughs> what's he up to he's gonna make what is he up to uh, only 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 to find that he he on a on a world news level uh, months prior had died uh, years prior years prior <laughs> many many months prior Many, many months prior. Many sets of 12 months prior. And um, I don't know how long it would take me to try and course correct um, just because that feeling will never leave of like being so very wrong about life, literally. But yeah, that's that's my time cell. I'm Doge. And we all knew this was the moment. But my time cell is, is I am forced to live forever and ever in the moment where I very innocently bring up to my friends. I didn't have time to grab dinner tonight. Luckily there was some stuff. Somebody had literally just set, like set some orange chicken at the very top of the work <laughs> trash can. So I just grabbed it, heated it up and I went to see Endgame. We loved it. We had a good time and I'm not hungry anymore because I didn't have time to eat dinner. So I just ate this and my friends have will never look at me the same and have never looked at me the same. I have crossed some social boundary I did not know existed and there is no going back except for it's a time cell. So I'm forced to cross that boundary over and over and over again. I'm going to speak this into existence and it's a spoiler because it's going to ruin the moment. Someday down the road, uh, Two Chunks is going to host something to tell our patrons we appreciate them. We're going to have a buffet (laughs) 
and for fun, we're going to display some orange chicken on top of a trash in can. In a trash that's can. How, that's how you're going to serve chicken. it. You're going to serve it out of the trash can. That's how you're going to serve it on a trash can lid. Um, and they're going to love it. They're going to love guys, it. Guys, I'm glad my I'm glad my foibles can bring you this endless <laughs> amount of joy. It makes every me time feel you really tell, great about myself. Every time you tell the story, I can hear the language being carefully chosen to make it seem more like normal and cool and like set. not that weird. You pick up set. Someone had just, just set. set the yeah. It's like every time there's a little shift to be like it's to, it's a totally normal thing I did. It's not normal. <laughs> it's so weird. It is so weird. It is. <laughs> it is such a weird thing. <laughs> I'm listen, I'm trying to maintain a little bit of my dignity because everybody in Discord's gonna be like, "Eat the chicken again, trash boy," and I don't want that for my life. <laughs> hey, there's no dignity on this podcast. Set it aside. So I'll set it on top of the trash so that I may, I may pick it up again later, unspoiled <laughs> by the garbage below. Um, I think it, it is so tempting. I'm Jordan. It is so tempting to bring up like an actual traumatic moment and just get all very intense and serious, which isn't funny. Bro, that's not funny. But I do very specifically remember calling my first grade teacher mom loudly in front of the entire class. Mm. <laughs> mm. Um, and I think that's a pretty common experience, but I, I just, I don't even think anybody laughed necessarily just like the shame that I felt. <laughs> the intense, <laughs> like, what have I done? Um, and so I think, <laughs> I think my, uh, time cell would just be the split second after the word mom left my mouth. So I couldn't change what I have done. And I just have to live in that. That's just good, the room silently looking at me like, huh? Ugh. That's not his mom. That's Miss White. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time, there's Granger, offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com, or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.